Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Wow. It's just so impressive, isn't it? that marble carved lion heads. This episode of Money Clinic comes to you from inside the Bank of England. Let's see if we get through security. We were behind the scenes in the building that is essentially the mothership of money in the UK, both in terms of hard cash and setting financial policy. <laughs> From the outside, the building is impressive, a neoclassical fortress which occupies an entire block within the City of London. And on the inside, it doesn't get any less impressive. The ceilings, as you can probably tell from the echo, are incredibly high. The floors are incredibly ornate. They've got these kind of mock Roman mosaics, heavily polished and shiny. And then these huge lamps hanging from arched ceilings lighting our way as we move through the bank's corridors of power. As you can tell by its appearance, the Bank of England is a pretty important place. It's essential to society in the UK. First of all, it's our central bank, a bit like the Fed in the US, so it's in charge of the country's monetary policy. It also sets interest rates and tries to control inflation, something we've been hearing a lot about recently. And also, on the more glitzy side of things, underneath the Bank of England is a massive store of gold. Actual gold bars. In fact, it's the second largest keeper of gold in the whole world. I'm standing at the most popular exhibit within the Bank of England Museum, which is a perspex, highly secured cage containing... I'll try and lift it up. Oh! The most enormous solid gold bar holding on to something that's worth, as of last week, £625,000. It's quite an exhilarating feeling, I can tell you. Now, shiny gold bars aside, another thing the Bank of England does that perhaps seems a little more run-of-the-mill is issue currency. When we came into the building we bent past this desk. It's a grander version of the counter that you'd get in any bank branch. There was a queue of people stretched out through the big arch doorways. 
waiting in line with wallets of old or damaged banknotes. You can hear the cash counter there, that thrumming noise, counting their old paper notes to exchange them for new polymer ones. And the reason I am here is because the Bank of England is actually in charge of the physical cash supply in the UK. Any notes or coins that you have in your pocket will have been managed and administered by them at some point. And today, I'm meeting Chief Cashier Sarah John. There were some people in the queue in the banking hall downstairs who had bits of notes, like ones that had been torn in half or damaged or paper notes that had gone through the washing machine. We call those our, the mutilated notes. Mutilated, mutilated notes. notes, exactly. Um, but if you do have a note that is damaged, um, we will exchange it. Um, there are some rules on our website, some forms that you can fill in. You can send it to us, though, um, and that note will still be worth, if it's a £5 note, it will still be worth £5 to us. So even if your dog's got hold of it and had a good chew, you can send it in to us um, and we'll give you a nice new £5 note. Sarah knows all there is to know about cash. So the reason I'm here is to ask for her inside of you on a trend I've been noticing for a few months now. Over the past couple of years, cash has been quite noticeably disappearing from our lives. Since the pandemic, hundreds of bank branches and ATMs have vanished from our high streets, and more and more shops take card and contactless payments only. But in recent months, I've seen a budgeting technique circulating on TikTok and Instagram. People who are ditching their bank cards and turning back to cash to help them budget and control their spending. So in the cost of living crisis, is cash making a comeback? So tomorrow is payday and it is time to see what is left in my cash wallet. As you can see, 10, 20, 50. Welcome to Money Clinic the weekly podcast from the Financial Times about personal finance and investing. I'm Claire Barrett, the FT's Consumer Editor. In today's episode, we'll be exploring the world of cash. Is going cardless the ultimate budgeting hack? And is cash use really on the rise? I'll be back in the Bank of England hearing more from Sarah John in a moment. But first, I wanted to speak to someone who has found using cash to be a life-changing budgeting technique. I was married for um, nearly 15 years and I the marriage dissolved and I ended up being homeless with my three children, living in a room um, and in a lot of debt. <laughs> That's Euphemia Senna, otherwise known as Feme, or more widely known by her TikTok handle, She's on a Budget. She began looking into money management tools, trying to figure out how to get herself out of debt. I then found Dave Ramsey. Ah, the US financial guru. Yes. Um, He had a lot of values that were similar to mine. And um, I took up his cash envelope method. The cash envelope method, aka cash stuffing. It's basically separating your money into different envelopes of cash to control your spending. We'll hear more about that in just a moment. I started to see that I could save money, even though I was on a really low income. 
um, I started to see that I could pay off, like pay towards my debt um, on a regular basis because sometimes I start and stop and things like that. Um, and yeah, it just, it took me to the point where 10 months later, I was debt free and I was, I'd saved at that point about £5,000. In just 10 months, Feme had got herself out of debt and had £5,000 saved up in the bank. So how does she do it? And why is cash the key to her budgeting success? Now, Euphemia, can I call you Feme? Mm-hmm. Now, you are TikTok famous because you are the number one account in the UK for a phenomenon known as cash stuffing. Can you explain to the uninitiated what cash stuffing means? Yes. So cash stuffing is a budgeting method um, that is not very new. It's been around for a long time where people will put money into envelopes with different categories on them in order to manage their finances. So they'll get their monthly pay, but they'll separate it into groceries for the month. Groceries, petrol, utilities, and they'll deposit money into their weekly or however often they get paid. So when you get paid, Mm -hmm. you go to the bank and take out a load of cash? Um, So when I get paid, I write a budget and that will include any direct debits that are due to come out. So those direct debits will, that direct debit money will stay in the bank and the remaining money will be withdrawn in cash. So and that like is what I use to stuff. Spending. Yes, that was that is the money that I use to stuff into my envelopes. So it depends on, um, as I said, what your goals are as to what the categories will be for those envelopes. But I tend to leave the money for direct debits, rent, etc., in the bank and just withdraw the remaining funds. For people who are listening, thinking, could cash stuffing work for me? Tell us what the pros and cons of this method are. Um, I'd say the pros of. Um, using cash stuffing is that I think it's a quite a simple method that most people can um, take on. Most people can um, align with. Um, it helps you to break down your expenses. Um, it ha- helps you to um, categorise your expenses and put them into little pots. And it helps you to see a way um, to budget your money. Um, and I think most people can, you know, can benefit from that. How would somebody start if they were completely new to this? If they were brand new, I'd say the first thing you need to do is to write down your expenses, like all of your expenses. I think we forget certain ones, like you might have a subscription that comes out every three months or you might have something that comes out, but you do need to write down every single thing that is going to come out of your account at some point. Water bills, water bills, a year. Exactly. Everything has to be written down. Um, And then you get basically a big calendar and you start to map out when these payments are going to come out and hopefully meet some money, um, have some money ready to meet those payments when they're due so that you don't have to worry about paying for birthdays when they come around. You you can pay towards them every week rather than having to fork out hundreds of pounds for your child's birthday. So it helps to break down really large expenses um, and helps you to budget and manage them over a weekly basis. Now, your videos online are hypnotic to watch. You're counting out the cash. Let's do our cash count for this week's stuffing. Starting with our 50s, we have 50, 100, 50, 200, 50. And then you're counting £10 into the Christmas envelope. £10 into the birthday one. 
£50 into the energy one. I'm going to be adding £50 in this week. We currently have 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 110, 120, 130, 150. Until you've counted out the whole pile. And that is all done. I mean, do you think having a physical connection with how much money you're holding in your hand is significant psychologically in some way? It's insane how we've become so used to tapping things away and um, being desensitised by spending money. I don't know, there's a, there's a different feeling you get when you hand over a note to somebody and you receive a purchase as opposed to tapping your card. And I think that that's why... Well, that accounts to a lot of people being in debt now. It accounts to children not understanding the value of money. For the first time in years, if you did put your money into a bank account, you could get an interest rate of maybe 4%, 5% on the very best accounts. But if you've got the money in cash in envelopes, you can't attract those savings. How, how do you justify that one? Um, that's something that comes up quite a lot. And I think it's about what, you what matters to you at that time what is your goal so um, I suppose you have to think about where you are what's your starting block is that a priority for you if it is then you know maybe you do need to put it in the bank but if it isn't which a lot of people it isn't they haven't got the money to save anyway this is just about managing their money so it's an outlet for them a lot of people that have come to me, we even set up a group on um, on TikTok called Card Tappers Anonymous <laughs> because we all feel like it's the card tapping for us and any system wherein we have to use, you know, a banking system to separate cash, any of those systems, we've used them all and they don't work because we are in a position where we don't trust ourselves yet with having our money in the bank, um, we don't trust the banks, many things. You mentioned trust mm -hmm. in banks. Tell me a, a bit more about that. Um, I think that it feels like everything's set up against us. Mm. Um, the poorer people, society, it just feels like the banks are set against us. How are we ever meant to get out of this system? We're in a loop of having overdrafts, in debt, taking out loans and... The money isn't there to meet them. I think people fail to realise that banks sell products. They're not your best mates. So I think when you start to look into things and realise how much um, it is pivoted against you, you, there is a distrust. It's bound to happen. So cash stuffing has clearly helped Theme and the people in the She's on a Budget community to better manage their money. But beyond being a trend on TikTok... Is cash use actually on the rise? Let's go back to the Bank of England and its grandiose corridors to speak to the woman who is in charge of the UK's cash supply. Now, if you've got a note on you, take it out of your pocket and have a look in the top left-hand corner. On every single note, you'll see the signature of one woman, Sarah John. In times gone by, the chief cashier would have signed every single note by hand. But these days... It's part of the printed design. My job is to be responsible for um, issuing high-quality banknotes that people can use and spend with confidence. So I'm responsible for everything from their design, their production, through to their printing, getting them out there so that people can actually use them. And then at the end of their life, all the banknotes eventually come back to us and we destroy them. I mean, I knew that coming into the Bank of England 
would be an amazing experience because it is an incredible building. But I mean, I have to say, your, your office is, is beautiful. It's wood panelled. There's beautiful crenellations all over your, your your ceiling. You've got a view out the window, presumably into the internal kind of court of the. Um, That's of the actually the gold bullion yard. The gold bullion. That's yard. where the gold gets delivered to be taken into our vaults. Um, there's no trucks there at the moment, but occasionally you do see one come in, and you see all the shiny gold come off the back of it to be transported into the vaults. And you can just kind of peer around from your desk as you're like eating your lunch <laughs> and think, oh yes, that's the that's the gold delivery coming in on time. Yeah, I'm responsible for the gold in the vaults as well, so it is part of my job to oversee that as well. Now, why is it, Sarah, that cash withdrawals could be on the increase again when we know from COVID and lockdowns that's had such a negative effect on cash use? We are definitely seeing lower levels of cash use for transactions Mm -hmm. than we saw pre-COVID. So that stayed and we're not expecting to go back actually to the levels of cash use we saw, say, in 2019 pre-COVID. But we are starting to see people's behaviour reverting, going out more maybe to pubs, restaurants, those sorts of venues where cash use perhaps was a bit higher in the past. Um, But also with the cost of living, um, we often see people turn to cash in times of difficulty, basically for budgeting purposes, because it's so tangible and people like to use it because it's very physical and they know how much money they've got and they know when it's gone. So Sarah says cash use is actually still declining compared to pre-COVID times. But what are the reasons why? What can you tell us about what the Bank of England is doing to ensure that cash does have a future as more bank branches and cash points close and more retailers say that they don't want to accept cash anymore? My job is to make sure that people have got the banknotes that they want to use and they can use them with confidence. But the the biggest challenge that we face is that with smaller numbers of notes being used for transactions, the sort of unit cost of processing the notes that are used goes up because there's a huge amount of fixed cost associated with the infrastructure. Um, So what we're trying to do at the Bank of England, and there's legislation going through Parliament at the moment to give us increased powers here, Um, is working with industry to make sure that the infrastructure that sits behind the ATMs, behind how people actually get that cash, is sustainable going forwards. So that it's, you know, it might need to shrink a bit, but it's not going to shrink so much that we get certain parts of the country with no notes available. So it's about making sure that we have a right-sized and efficient cash system that sits behind all the stuff that people see day in, day out. So the Bank of England is committed to keeping cash in circulation, but one of the problems with the cash stuffing system is the difficulty of getting your hands on cash as banks and ATMs close. The Nationwide Building Society has bucked this trend by promising to keep all its UK branches open. And it reported a 19% rise in cash withdrawals last year, the first time it's seen an increase for 13 years. Nationwide is convinced that the cost of living crisis is prompting more people to use cash, even though the national picture shows cash use is still falling. But while we might be less likely to pay for things in cash, that doesn't mean we've given up on cash altogether. Now, there's one paradox about cash that I'd really like you to um, address, which is the fact that while cash use is falling, there's never actually been more cash by value in circulation 
about 80 billion pounds worth, according to the Bank of England's website. I mean, how how can this be? We're not spending the cash in, in, in the shops, but we've got more of it hanging around than ever before. That's absolutely right. People are often really surprised when I tell them this, but we estimate that only about 20 to 25% of the notes that we issue are used for transactions. Right. So the rest of those notes are used for what we call store of value. So they're basically notes that are being held in people's houses, in businesses, stored in safes, stuffed under mattresses, for a whole variety of different reasons. So even if all that cash is mostly stuffed away somewhere, I wanted to find out who is still using it and why. It is definitely a trend that older people tend to use cash more. Mm. And that's absolutely consistent with the fact that it's that convenience, it's that familiarity with using cash as they have done for, for much of their lives. It's not just people who are older and younger who like using cash. It also depends partly on where in the UK you live. That's right. When we ask in London, we find that 50% of people have been into shops in London in the last month that haven't taken cash. Mm. But in the northeast of England, that figure's only closer to a quarter of people having that experience. Now, cash stuffing, which is what we've been looking into in this podcast, it's a subject that's generated incredibly over 800 million views on TikTok this year because young people in particular are so drawn to the idea of using cash to budget. But this isn't a new phenomenon. No, absolutely not. I mean, many people might remember parents or grandparents um, <clears throat> putting cash in jam jars, for example, and things like that. So it, it's it's actually a very traditional way that people have of budgeting. It's one of the main reasons that people people want to use cash. Um, but obviously with social media, um, it's got a, a new lease of life. Now, one of the things that Euphemia told us about cash, she thinks that it's becoming more popular to hold cash right now because people are increasingly mistrustful of banks and other financial institutions, which is not a nice thought, but certainly something that she really believes. It's interesting. I don't know how much that is a driver of what's happening today. Um, certainly, historically, we have seen that sort of behaviour. So in 2008, when Lehman's went bust mm. and there were a number of other banks in trouble, we did see a big demand for cash as people withdrew money from banks um, because they didn't trust the banking system. The thing that's changed today, of course, is up to £85,000 is guaranteed by the FSCS. Um, so hopefully that gives people today a bit more confidence um, in the security of their money in a bank, perhaps than they had before that came in after the 2008 crisis. Finally, I wanted to come back to Feem. The wider picture shows us that cash use is falling, but Feem is living proof that switching to an almost cash-only lifestyle can have a huge impact on our ability to budget. So, Feem, we've heard from Sarah John there that cash use in the UK is still declining. But do you think that the cost of living crisis could see it make more of a comeback? Definitely, definitely. Um, I think the need for ownership um, with people, I feel like they're having their homes taken away from them, they're having their wages, you know, being reduced or um, they're having so many things taken away from them at the moment that 
they want to hold on to something. And I think this more than this time more than any, um, people want to take charge and feel empowered by something. And I think cash does that. Um, having your own money on you um, enables you to feel like you're taking stock of something. Um, I think for me, I was just so surprised that I was able to save, like having like 500 pounds in cash to me was insane because I've never had that amount of money before. That's it for Money Clinic this week with me, Claire Barrett, and we hope you like what you've heard. We're always looking to chat with people about their money issues for the show. So if you're interested in being part of a future episode and are looking for some expert money advice, then email us, money at ft.com. You could also take a peek at our website, ft.com slash money, grab a copy of the FT Weekend newspaper, or follow me on Instagram, at Claire B. Money Clinic was produced in London by Persis Love. Our sound engineer is Breen Turner, and our editor is Manuela Saragosa. You heard original tunes this week by Metaphor Music. And finally, our usual disclaimer, the Money Clinic podcast is a general discussion around financial topics and does not constitute an investment recommendation or individual financial advice. For that, you'll need to find an independent financial advisor. That's all the small print for now. See you back here next week. Goodbye. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 